Hello everyone and welcome to the Divorce Dad Diaries and I'm your host Stéphane Jutra. I hope everybody's doing well and uh, their side of the world. It's been a little while since we last talked and um, I'm really uh, happy to be here once again behind the microphone chatting about uh, divorce and all the stories around the topic. I know it's been a little while, hopefully everybody's safe and starting to enjoy the end of winter and getting in the, in my opinion, the good part of the year. Uh, I'm not much of a winter person, so I'm sorry if uh, I don't want to offend anybody or any winter lover, but definitely spring and and summers are my my favorite season. <laughs> so many things can be done and, you know, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. So I hope you are too. So you're probably wondering, uh, looking at the title of this episode, there are two certainties in life, and you're probably wondering, what will I be talking about? Death, or taxes, or both? <laughs> Actually, I won't really be talking about death, uh, since, uh, since, I mean, it's not the most fun topic to talk about. But all I can say uh, related to death, from my own experience as well, is basically you have to make sure that you are prepared. I mean, going through a divorce is very tough and everything, but uh, at the same time, once you're done, or at least, you know, when you're separated or divorced, you have to make sure that things are taken care of when, because again, that's one of the certainties, uh, when you you pass away. For example, uh, one thing that uh, I had to kind of revisit and look at is the will, because you probably had a will before, and this would have to be changed to see uh, how will this happen and who will take care of the kids and the money and everything you have. And so definitely it's worth getting an appointment with uh, a notary to kind of revise the will and make sure it's in order so that if anything happens, you know, there's no surprises or fights or any question on what to do. Even if you have your will in order, it might be still some conflicts on that part and definitely seen that and I'm sure uh, a bunch of you guys uh, seen uh, that happening as well I always say you know you kind of know actually how a person is when you see them going through a divorce and also death so it seems that the true nature of people come out during that time but again that's that's my little opinion so definitely uh, I would I would make sure to look at that and also for example life insurance and and you know, other events, investment that you have and you have basically beneficiaries in there. So you want to make sure that this is updated as well. I mean, there's nothing that says that you cannot keep your ex-partner in there, but uh, just to make sure that you revise those and they're in order. And if anything happens, it gets uh, resolved properly and there's no discussion about that. So that's what I would I would suggest. So that's it. As you know now, the topic about death and taxes, but more taxes, because that's one thing people don't really tell you. I mean, you go to the divorce and I talk about it, obviously, in all my episodes and uh, the different costs involved on that part and the emotional part as well and everything else. But at the same time, there's also some things to take in consideration and also uh, make sure that they're in line and they're they're taken care of because you might kind of get into surprises uh, at the end of the year when you try to do your taxes. And often you have a lot of questions, you don't know what to do. So either you start Googling about it, which I've done, and I think that's a good uh, way to start. You can also talk to your accountant as well. If you have an accountant or even you can book some time with them just to discuss about uh, taxes and how to deal with them. 
It's not, uh, I would say, extremely complicated, but there's things that you have to take in consideration and things maybe you don't know that are definitely good to know. So uh, what I'll be talking about, obviously I live in Canada, so taxes uh, might be a bit different than in the US or the rest of the world, but I think it will be still interesting to inquire and just make sure uh, about the laws and how it works in your country. So for example, here we have the retirement plans that people might have either through work. Uh, there's, there's different ones. There's a, in Canada, actually, we have one that you can get through work. That one depends what the agreement is, was it in the divorce agreement. If that retirement plan that you have, if it's split between the two partners, uh, usually if, you've married, if you're married, this is usually what happens. But uh, this usually is dictated in the divorce agreement and you can agree with your your partner, how this will be managed. Sometimes, you know, there's people that decide to say like, you know what, I want to keep my retirement plan, but you can take the house instead. So depending on what you have in, in there, it, it makes a difference. Here in Canada, we also have one from the government that they give us. So this one actually, not too long after you get papers in the mail and they actually take care of the division of that. So they re-update it and they, once you notify them that you've been divorced, and that's one thing I didn't mention, but uh, that's something kind of important uh, you do it through your taxes, but uh, just to notify the government that you're uh, divorced or separated because it changes a little bit and they really love to be aware of uh, or view status, you know, big brother out there. But uh, definitely if you're, if you're divorced, there's different things that uh, apply to you as well. So, so that's something to keep in mind. And what they do, they usually will recalculate the old uh, retirement plan. So here, when you're 65, the, the government sends you, uh, you know, you put a bit of money every paycheck that goes to government. And when you're 65, you get that money, well, that money back if you want a monthly payment. So usually after divorce, this gets recalculated depending how long you were married and the years and everything else. So the government takes care of that and sends you a paper. And on, on that paper, you can see that, you know, all the division happened and how much you'll get now and how much your spouse will get. Like in my case, I was most of the years the only one working. So, you know, it kind of got rebalanced a little bit. So mine was almost cut in half. But if let's say you have your two partners were uh, working during that time, it kind of gets balanced just to, to make sure it's fair. So, so that's one thing to keep in mind. So, I mean, I talk about uh, retirement plans, but any investment you have here in Canada, the uh, registered RSPs as well that you might have, the tax safe uh, account as well. So the TFSA, those as well will have to be kind of taken consideration, again, depending on the agreement, but this might be divided as well. So, for example, the RSP or in the US, the 401k, this also depends of the agreement. And also you don't get penalized because usually, like in our case, it's locked until 65. You can't take it out. And if you do, you have penalties. But in a case of divorce, you can kind of transfer it to another RSP uh, without having any, any penalties or fees. So, so this is possible to do. So those are kind of little example of things to look at uh, when you look at taxes. And before I should have started when you file your taxes, one thing to keep in mind is you never know, what do I put in there? Married, separated, divorce. First off, the difference between separated and divorce, I think in tax purposes, there's not much difference. It's just, I guess, again, for the government to know a bit more your status, but definitely there's a difference between being married and separated, divorced. So often when you're married, if you want to save a bit on taxes, often you can do it, do them together. Uh, when you get separated or divorced, this is not the case anymore. So you have to do your own taxes. 
And the question that might come up is here in, again in Quebec and Canada, uh, what is considered uh, separated? So separated here in Canada is if you live like 90 consecutive dates apart, this is uh, considered separated. It depends of also provinces and also countries and everything else. So that makes a difference there. Here as well, we kind of considered, um, like in Quebec, for example, you have married, but you also have something called common law. And common law is pretty much in Quebec the same as being married. So if you're living together for 12 months, it's pretty much, I would say 100%. It's not 100%, but it's uh, almost considered as you're married. So those are the definition. Now we talk about all the investment. Again, um, I really don't want to go in detail. I'm not an expert in there. All I'm sharing is my experience and what I had to look at. What I would suggest is if you need more information to kind of Google it a little bit, or ideally you can call the government as well. They have some numbers you can reach out to get more information, or you can also talk to an accountant and uh, they will give you a, a bunch of good advice and hints on how to file your taxes properly. So definitely that's one thing to do. So one thing I wanted to talk about and which has usually a big impact uh, on taxes are kids. So how do you do it? Before it was kind of easy. You're married, you have put your kids in there if you have dependents, especially if you have young kids, which are considered, uh, you know, they're, they, you take care of them. So when you file your taxes, now that you're separated, you have basically to kind of separate that in half. So in our case, I took one kid, if you want, in my tax return, and my ex-partner took another kid. And that's how we file our taxes. And that's, that's kind of accepted by the government and the way to go. So that's how we do it. Things to keep in consideration as well for people that have kids. I have often talked about child support and also spousal support, which are very important, especially when you file your taxes. First off, the child support here, the amount you pay for your kids is not tax deductible. So basically doesn't do anything. It's money you pay and it doesn't have any impact on your taxes. The spousal support, though, has a huge impact. So if you're paying a spousal support like I am, that amount basically is tax deductible on my side. So if I pay, for example, $40,000, well, the $40,000 is basically tax deductible. So I can deduct that from my when I file my taxes. And for the partner, it's considered as an income. So also it's, the partner has to take care in consideration that they'll get an extra $40,000. And uh, that's like an income. So that's one thing to be really careful, especially your first year when you don't know. So if you get any uh, spousal support or money from your ex-partner, again, not the child support, the spousal support, uh, be really careful that uh, you take that in consideration because at the end of the year, you might basically have to pay taxes on that. And the taxes will be based on your overall bracket or salary that you have. So if you make $60,000 a year and Basically, you get a $40,000 uh, spousal support. Well, all of a sudden, you're making $100,000 and you have to pay taxes on that money. So something to keep in mind and really uh, be careful about that. It's not something people tell you, but when you dig up a little bit and you, you realize it uh, fast enough when you start getting, <laughs> when you do your taxes or, or uh, you get some letters from the government about that. So that's what I would make sure to, uh, to take in consideration in my case or anybody's case who's pay, paying spousal support, it's good because in a way you pay a certain amount, but at the end of the day, if it's tax deductible based on your bracket, you'll get a bunch back. 
So for me, even though it's a lot of money paid to my uh, ex-wife, at the same time, I get a tax break because of that. And uh, at least, you know, you kind of have to look at uh, the positive in, in all this. So so definitely this is one uh, one positive thing. Doesn't beat not having to pay anything, but at least it goes on your taxes. So that's definitely uh, definitely a good thing. So maybe another thing, like we talked about uh, the spousal support, that's usually the money exchange between the two people and child support. Also one thing to keep in mind, you know, all the divorce legal fees and everything considered to live the, basically you spend on the divorce, it's not deductible. So you can't really put that on your taxes. Sadly, it would be nice if, uh, you know, lawyer fees and all the fees that you pay for that could be put on. That would be great, but it's not the case. So that's one thing to keep in mind. And also, uh, I mean, we talk about child support and spousal support, but uh, one thing that you can put on your taxes as well is basically uh, expenses for your kids. So again, like I said before, the way it works, usually if you have two kids, you split, you know, one, one. If you have more than two kids, if you have three kids or if you have one kid, well, there's again, other calculation, uh, how you can kind of split it up based on how much time they spend with the parents. I mean, when you have two kids, it's easy because, and if they live 50% with you, it's kind of easy. Just say, you know what, I'll just take one kid, you take one kid. So it's 50%. But uh, if you only have one or if you have like three kids or more, yeah, it can be also divided in a in a fair way. But one thing to keep in mind is, yes, the expenses as well, you can deduct that from your taxes. Not all of them, but certain, you, certain expenses you can do. For example, uh, you know, school. So if you have... I mean, the school expense that usually you would put on your taxes, well, you can put the the one kid that is under you, if you want, you can put those expenses on your tax return as well. So again, like I said, just to give an idea, uh, I thought it was maybe a good idea this, these days because it's, uh, it's the season for taxes and filling up your taxes as well. So, so I thought maybe it would be a good idea to kind of discuss about that. It's a bit of a different topic that I usually do but uh, I thought it was important. And then, again, it's something that people don't tell you. You kind of learn by yourself. And uh, especially if, again, if you do your own taxes or if you have like your, your brother or <laughs> your son doing your taxes and things like that, it's something that they might not be aware and that you might not be aware. So, and it's something that you can, you can get actually good, good money back and also just be careful and plan and be aware that you might pay as well some money on your side. So one thing that I just wanted to point out that I just mentioned about the spousal support and I guess the taxable uh, benefits, if you want. When, for example, in my case, when I was discussing and uh, trying to get the divorce agreement in place and when we started talking about the spousal support and negotiating the amount and everything else, that's one thing as well that we kind of took in consideration. Sometimes at that point, the amount seems high and it often might be high. But one thing to keep in mind as well is as far as the spousal support, you would get some money back at the end of the year. So the, the true cost really is a bit lower on that front. The only disadvantage obviously is that you have to basically pay the money up front and wait for your taxes to get uh, some money back. So that's definitely uh, something to keep in mind. That's one thing that kind of uh, at least helps a little bit giving a tax break on that front. Also, there was other discussion and maybe it's a bit off topic now, but 
even with the actual spousal support, there was also some discussions and I heard some people, they decided to put that spousal support in um, kind of an investment for their kids or in bank accounts for their kids and trust for their kids. So that's another option as well. If that's done, I'm actually, I'm not too sure about the tax implication on that one. So that, that would have to be something to be looked at, but also different options. So bottom line, really, um, the goal, like I said, of the episode was really to discuss a bit about the taxes and the tax implication for the support and the money that is exchanged between the two people when there's a divorce, just to make sure that everybody's aware about that. And if you have any question, like I said, I think it's worth kind of asking them when you're negotiating as well. I think if you negotiate the agreement, it's something to also keep in mind and discuss at that point the implication. Because like I said, it might be just more than what you're paying, right? So just to discuss the implication. And like as I mentioned before as well, for the other party, receiving all that money might look kind of a, a fun thing to, to have. But at the same time, you have to be careful that it's considered as an income and, and you have to pay taxes on it. So that's it, I think, for this episode. And I hope that you enjoyed it as well. And again, if you have any questions, like I said, I'm not a, definitely not a tax expert or any expert on that front. But uh, up first, I, was going to, I would basically suggest to go on Google and uh, talk to someone. But if you have any questions, you can let me know and uh, I can definitely point you to uh, some links or answers there and uh, just helping out on that from at least to get you started. So that's it for this week. I hope you enjoyed the episode. And as always, if you have any question, please feel free to reach out to me at thedivorcedaddiaries at gmail.com. You can also reach out to me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, even Twitter if you want. Don't hesitate. You can go to my website as well, www.thedivorcedaddiaries.com. And you can find also all the information in there and past episodes and everything there. You can also... If you don't mind, please subscribe to my podcast. You can use any platform you want. I'm out there pretty much everywhere. So feel free to just uh, just subscribe there so you'll know when I post a new episode and you'll get a notification as well. If you like the episode, you can also, uh, if you want to spend a couple of uh, seconds to give me a, a little rating as well, which always a, I, pre- I always appreciate. I always love having those and reading those uh, and knowing what you guys think. So please feel free to do that. And I hope everybody stays safe. And until next time, bye-bye.